Hello, friends, and welcome to Azizi Podcast. My friend Sean Battaglia has joined us today for a podcast, a quick conversation that we had on the terrace or terrace or the balcony. I'm not sure what to call that little place that we got here, but it was a pretty cool experiment. And uh, yeah, it was a great conversation. Hopefully, Sean will join us again in the future. Enjoy the show, everybody. Synchronizing afterwards. Cool. Basically, when you clap three times, that phone's gonna capture the claps, and then the the mic will capture it. Then I'll you test the delay. No, and then I'll just combine the two, oh, and then I delete the that's, phone. That's one. smart. I like it. Yeah, like I I learned it. Um, just like was looking up how to like synchronize the audio. That's the thing. In any case, Sean Battaglia, how's it going? Not too bad, man. I've never done a podcast before. So, you know, anytime I can get out and try something new, especially with how uh, restrained this virus has us, I'd consider that a good day. Bro, I love your voice. It's it's very deep as we discuss. It's just perfect for this podcast, man. <laughs> I need more deep voice people on this podcast for sure. Try my best. <laughs> not not to like offend anyone who was like here without any voice, but I, I really enjoy that. So so but just in case, make sure that you speak up and make sure that you're closer to the microphone, like with like a three finger kind of distance. Um, I am in the process of updating my uh, my uh, hardware, so hopefully it's going to be more of a Joe Rogan quality in the end of the day. But so far, so good. You know, we're we're making it work. Um, but anyways, we're right now on the freaking balcony on the terrace, how they call it? Terrace. 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 All right, the European. I like terrace. It. Terrace. Okay. No, I'm just trying to like terrace. If it's terrace, it's terrace. In my mind, I always say terrace for some reason, <laughs> because in Russian we say terrasa. It's classier. And so it's uh it's the the you know, how do you say it? The stress is on the second syllable. Yeah, and I'm baking here, man. I am freaking baking here. So hopefully we can survive for an hour. Yeah, we'll lose that water weight. I know, man. It's a cheat meal day. It's a cheat meal day. I discussed that on the previous podcast. I'm going to Hamilton. Get that pizza and get that ice cream. Should be good. Should be good. Yeah, deep dish. Can't beat that. I know, man. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, you already told me, but like, tell a little bit about yourself to uh, our fellow listeners, because you are a fellow Canadian, born and raised here, as far as I understand. Born and raised, London, Ontario, not England. Nice. I am um, an accountant by day, by night. I uh, pretty often always an accountant, also an accountant, but uh, boxer, wrestler, a little bit of jujitsu, pretty avid cyclist. Uh, yeah, that's that's me. I forgot that you're an accountant, man. That's true. We talked about it. There we go. We have a, our first helicopter first today. First flyby. By the way, I would like to everyone to to acknowledge that we are doing the whole outside thing in terms of uh, coronavirus. We're, we're, we're being super safe here. So I just want to make sure that everyone knows that Azizi Podcast is pro-safety. So that's one thing. Uh, going back to the accountant thing, I was an accountant for the past uh, six years, man. I was doing that thing too. I was doing some bookkeeping, and then I went to went on to do like a serious accounting thing at a, at a nonprofit in Los Angeles. So I, I kind of like I feel relatable to you, you know. Like I feel like we're we understand each other. Yeah, you know, no one looks at an accountant and thinks they're into boxing. So I guess we're maybe the, the anomaly there. Exactly. But. Everyone looked weird for me. It me. Maybe we're just so bored with our day jobs that we got to get all that excitement and violence out afterwards. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we're just compensating. You know, it's it's basically when I was an accountant, I remember I was working for this nonprofit and I would take days off to go to, like I was doing some work for boxing, some translation in Los Angeles for different boxers. And uh, it was crazy, you know, like, and then I would, I would go like, you'd see my face on HBO or whatever. 
like ESPN, and then and then no one would know about that in the office, and then I'd go back uh, to work the after afterwards, and it's like it's like a Superman kind of thing. It's a crazy juxtaposition. <laughs> I, w- I was telling you a while ago, so I uh, I showed up for sparring one day, and uh, it didn't go well. It wasn't wasn't one of the smoothest days at the office, and uh, I had a big meeting at uh, at work the next day, so I had to borrow some of my girlfriend's concealer, clean uh-huh. up the black eye a little bit, show up to the office. No one noticed, but uh, so you spar, huh? You've been an athlete, like you've been in the combat sports for quite a while, right? Yeah, no, I uh, I've taken the the pedal off sparring. I haven't sparred in quite a while, but uh, mm-hmm. I wrestled for about seven years, uh, about a year of jujitsu, uh, a little bit of judo, and, and definitely some boxing. So a little bit of everything. When did you start wrestling? Uh, I would have been grade ten, so I would have been fifteen years old, uh, high school. You know, I always wanted to, uh, you know, at that age, want to be an MMA fighter. My parents wouldn't let me. Right. That was the closest we could kind of get. Uh, so I started wrestling and did that through university, and uh, here we are. And you mentioned that your last name means battle. It means battle. So I feel like I was born for this. I feel like it just, I found that out after I started wrestling. So I was like, this is perfect. I could be, so it's a WWE wrestler name waiting to happen. <laughs> what would be your nickname? The battle? Battle, yeah. <laughs> battle star. Uh, man, do you regret it sometimes? I do. That you didn't um, go into, into MMA? Okay, well, I, look, I, I mean... I look in the mirror every morning. I, I don't regret it, but I think because your face is, you yeah, know, your nose is untouched. intact. Your, you know, uh, it, it was kind of funny. I did a little bit of modeling in university, so I feel like that would have closed some doors. I was wondering if this again was going to come up. You are a model-looking a little bit, mother right? effer. So yeah, no, they're not really. They wouldn't be cool with the MMA fighting. So I kind of dialed that back a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, definitely still got some injuries, but the face is intact. Nothing we can't hide. You're like a second male model on this podcast, man. I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. I appreciate that. Damn, Azizi podcast invites beautiful people. Please. That's what it's all about. It's if you're uh, invited, be flattered. It's about the sex appeal, right? This is what we're... It's about the it's about the camera friendly faces. It's all Boom. yeah, for sure, man. It's video, you gotta make it happen. How do you like this beer? It's good, you know. I'm always a fan of trying new craft beers. Mm. Uh, especially stouts. I've never heard of this. So anytime I can try something new, yeah, uh, it's cool. And you you know, you support local businesses, especially in this time. Everyone exactly. can use that a little bit. Um I, I never had this brand before, and I think it's won me over. Yeah, it's it's called Sweetbacks, uh, Sweetbacks Milk Stout. It has some sense of coffee and something else. I thought it's going to be like a frappuccino kind of thing, but it's legit. <laughs> it's a legit stout, so it's uh, no joke. It's an interesting beer. You know, it's got that balance of you know dark, but it's a little sweet on on the on the first taste. So I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I'll probably gonna buy some more of that in the future. Usually, I get myself a tequila. I was actually okay. I went to LCBO. This morning, I was like, okay, Sean is coming over. I need to run my errands. So usually on Saturdays, what I do is, uh, like, today was a little different because it's the first of the month. Yeah. I usually, like, uh, finalize my budget. Love and it. And then uh, I would pay my bills. Yeah. And then and the credit cards and all of that. And then I would go on Saturdays because Saturday I would go shopping. So I would get myself uh, all the groceries for the week and all, and all the cheat meal things for the week as well. Like the ice cream, the barbecue ribs, the pizzas and all of that. So... Because of that, I woke up early today because we had a podcast today, right? In the morning, I was like, okay, I got to do everything. But then I woke up today and I saw this freaking bottle. Someone broke the bottle on this balcony. So there was a glass everywhere. Everything was like covered in glass. So I had to actually sweep the whole thing, like sweat and all of that. So I wasted like a good 40 minutes on that. Went to LCBO before that, by the way, at 9 o'clock. And apparently LCBO opens at 10 o'clock. Really? Yeah. 
Can you imagine? (laughs) They don't, they don't like the morning drinking. They got to keep us. uh... Yeah. Yeah. So I had to like, I was like, fuck. So basically I ended up not going to a grocery store and uh, just sweep the floor and got the beers really quick. It was meant to be. You tried a new beer. Exactly. It was was supposed to be Guinness, but you know, it is what it is. Try something new. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, man. So you, you've done some wrestling and then you went on to do jujitsu and uh, you said, you've mentioned to me prior that you, like you are a huge fan of boxing. Love it. Which you don't find a lot in Canada, especially if you're not in the boxing town or, or if you're not associated with like a athletes, athletes or anything like that. So that's like, it's, it's a rare find to find, a, especially in Toronto. I'm not, Quebec doesn't count, guys. Quebec is amazing. I love Quebec because everyone loves boxing there. So you guys are awesome. But here in Toronto, everyone is like either UFC or NBA or whatever. But yeah. You know, in my experience, the, the people that watch boxing just love the UFC. And some weekends there's no UFC on and they still want to get their fill of violence. So then boxing's <laughs> like the plan B. And it's just... As a boxing fan, it's tough because you want to go out and see the big fights like uh, Triple G, uh, Jacobs. I couldn't find that anywhere. So I had to watch it at home. I couldn't find any bar showing it. And that's a huge fight. You know, Triple G, Jacobs was the most stressful fight of my life. I don't know why. I, I didn't know Triple G before that at, at that time. So I was just a fan. I remember when that fight happens, uh, we went to, uh, I was in Ventura back then in California. And we basically drove to Oxnard. And there was like this bar, very Latin uh, bar, like a lot of like gang activity there. (laughs) Seriously, like a lot of people killed there, but like they always shot boxing. So I was like, fuck it, let's go. I don't care. Um, So yeah, like I went there, it was like a poster of Triple G. Like there was like a lot of Mexican fans for Triple G and all of that. It was was amazing. And then we were sitting and they they showed the whole fight like on the gigantic screen. It was like a movie theater. Everyone was drinking and all of that. But then like the fight was so dramatic and so close. And I don't know why, but like I just, my heart started beating and I had to like go uh, to the restroom basically to catch my breath and just like, just, you know, step aside. For some reason, I was just like very involved with this fight emotionally. No, that was a crazy fight. I remember, I remember leading up to it. I was telling my friend, I think, I was saying, I, I think Jacobs might win this. He's like, "No, are you crazy?" And I'm like, yeah. "I almost put money on it." And then about <laughs> halfway through, I was really regretting it. And then along came the decision, and I was kind of glad that didn't happen. You almost but bet but against my boy. I love Triple G, <laughs> but I just had that feeling that Jacobs could have been value there. And I mean, he was. I mean, yeah. it was a great fight. No, it was a great fight. It was a great fight. But the thing about that is, Jacobs did some machinations with the weight in, weigh in. Basically, I think I don't know the details, or I just I just don't remember. But they were fighting for several titles, right. and so one one of the one of the titles he actually didn't do away in um, at the same day, but it was commissioned to do to be at the same day. So he actually skipped the weigh in the same day, while Triple G did the same day weigh in. So he was actually on point with weight, but Jacobs came way overweight at that fight. You're right. So that was like a huge advantage that Tom Lawler talks about it a lot. Uh, in any case, it was a great fight. Jacobs got uh, knocked down um, once, so that was a that was a good one, good highlight. And uh, at the end of the day, it was a great fight. And you know, if there's gonna be like a rematch, I'm definitely like down. Like I feel like it's a it's a good one to do. But I think Jacobs gonna move. He already moved up to one one sixty eight though, right? I believe so. Although I'd love to see him fight Rosado. I know there's been some talk about that. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a boxer's. Did fight. he move up though? Who who was the last guy he fought? Jacobs? Some some Ukrainian uh, guy, right? Sergei Derevchenko. Did it, did no. Derevchenko, yeah? I thought. I believe so. Okay. I could be mistaken, but I no, believe so. No, there's like so. another one. Ah, fuck. Was that Derevchenko? Derevchenko? I don't know. In any case, was that... and That was at 160, though. I'm not sure. I feel like it could have been. I remember in the post-fight interview, Jacobs was saying at the last fight that he's he's ready to move up, that he's, he cannot maintain that weight. No, he's a big guy, and especially with the weight cuts, you know, they say... Uh, 
you know, your, your brain is the last thing to rehydrate and a lot of them aren't going to the ring fully rehydrated and you mm-hmm. don't want that, you know, dehydration, especially when you're taking those shots to the head. So I, I you know, it's, have you ever experienced that dehydrated brain? You don't know it in the moment, but I feel like there has been times, you know, there was a time where I was going in for a takedown and I, uh, I just bumped my head on the guy's knee by accident and I mm-hmm. fell down and, and blacked out for a couple seconds and then recovered and went on to, to keep wrestling. But it's just some of those things that, you know, would never happen if you were, uh, you know, normally hydrated. Yeah. It, it's scary. What are you, what's happening? Like when you wake up, sometimes you like get up quickly and then your eyes go down, go like dark, like you're kind of like getting fuzzy. Yeah, what, what what's that? Is that a sugar or something in, in the blood? Like, what's what's happening? Do you know? It happens to me if I'm like if I'm starving, basically. Yeah, no, I uh, my biology is limited to, to grade <laughs> eleven, and I did, didn't even do quite, quite that well. But yeah, something's going on there, and it's best to avoid. Man, speaking of uh, boxing in Canada, uh, the last boxer that uh, Triple G fought, Steve Rolls. Well, not that was not the last one. Dervachenko was the last yeah, one, but right. he fought Steve Rolls uh, in New York, and I was there as well um so he's he trains somewhere here though in in toronto right yeah i know he trains a little bit at uh, west end athletic club which is out on islington yeah i think most of his coaches are based at rival so ryan grant's gym um so good local connection um he's a good guy like i've met him uh at the hotel and all of that he's just like a very down-to-earth humble guy doesn't have like a like an entourage or anything just has, has his team there was one guy actually speaking russian like asian dude but he speaks russian so he's somewhere from my country i think he's from like I don't think I don't think it's he's from Kazakhstan, but maybe from Kyrgyzstan. Do you know anything about that? Uh, what weight class? No, no, no. The he's on the Rolls' team. He's one of the, his trainers, like an older Asian dude. I think I might recognize the face. I just can't remember. Yeah, the... he's like we spoke at New York, but I'm not sure. I don't think he's from Kazakhstan, but I think he's from Kyrgyzstan or, or Uzbekistan, some, somewhere from there, because. Like, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, but because we were on the opposite teams, I didn't like... <laughs> can't fraternize <laughs> yeah, with the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make friends with them, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. But yeah, Rolls is here. What do you think is next for Rolls? Well, I think he might move up. I mean, he's kind of a bigger guy. Mm. Um, I think that's going to be interesting. I'd like to see him fight a few more times in Toronto. I feel like he's got a lot to showcase. Um, I saw him fight, I think it would have been January or February on one of the Lee Baxter cards. Right, he, he fought one, one time and it was like, uh, ended up in knockout. He knockout. got him out of there and he looked good. He looked big. He looked mean, ripped. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's a good young guy. He's I, been I in shape all this time. Like I follow him on Instagram. He's been, uh, he's been working out somewhere in the, in the area. He's always training. You can tell he's very focused, doesn't get mm-hmm. distracted, and mm-hmm. uh, that's what you need. So I look forward to watching a little more of him. What do you think about boxing in Canada, especially here in Ontario? Like, where are we going with this? I know that uh, you mentioned Lee Boxster. Uh, Tyler was here as well on, on the podcast, Tyler Boxton. And uh, I don't know. I feel like these guys are very, very legit, and they're like they're going, they're doing some great shows. Uh, have you been to any of those shows, and what do you think? I have. So I've been to quite a few United shows mm-hmm. uh, out in Brampton. And nice. they, I, I think too. they always put on a great product. Uh, great production. Really, I loved it. It's really interesting because a lot of those guys, you see them fight on every card. You know, I remember seeing Brock Stump's first pro fight, Sakdeep's first pro fight. Mm-hmm. And then you just really get to every card, see them build. And that's how you get invested in boxers is seeing where they were, see them progress. And you can really see them come along, build their skills and it's easy to get invested in them when you see them so often. Yeah, I went to see Sagdeep fight, I think, one or two times. I don't remember at this point, but I was with just when I moved to Canada. And what I like about boxing, when I go there, and I don't necessarily look at the ring 
uh, exclusively. I see, I look at the fans and I see what's around it. And, and it's just Sagdeep has so much fans here locally. They just come, come, come and just support him. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. So he has the, a nice local draw here and he's just starting. So yeah, I think I saw him fight twice. I actually texted him. So we should like figure out how, how to get him on the podcast. But uh, I think he, this guy has a good potential and a good marketability. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Um, he's quick too. He's fast. He, I mean, I, I know his coach kind of talks about him being a little more aggressive at times. He'd like to see that, but I think technically he's there. He's got a great mm-hmm. amateur background. Looking forward to see, uh, you know, what he develops into. Um, yeah, no, uh, he he seems to sell a lot of tickets um, in Ontario. I think that's one of the very unique things about mm-hmm. the boxing scene. Is you know you see these fights in Vegas, right? People turn up for the main, the co-main in Ontario you find a pro boxing card because i mean it's not in the newspapers everywhere you got to look for it that's, that's these people up. they want to see boxing they show up from the first fight into the main event and that i feel like that does help the guys that are fighting lower on the card because they always get more eyeballs on them than they necessarily would fighting in the states where people only care about the last few two fights yeah and you know i'm glad you mentioned the media and how it doesn't cover boxing in canada i feel like the I mean, there is some of that in Quebec because I kind of noticed that. And I, I know some articles in French. I try to translate them and kind of read myself. But the guys who really cover all of the Canada is our friends from the Great Fight North. Love Ryan Scalia, Jason Tufexis. Both of them were on my podcast. It's just uh, these guys just doing everything. And I really would like to give them a shout out to like, you guys check them out. The Great Fight North podcast. Uh, but yeah, I, I really rely on those guys to give me like all the information that I need. No, I, I mean, I love that podcast. I think they're definitely feeling a vacuum. It's a, a lot of times very difficult to, uh, you know, find local boxing coverage. Mm-hmm. And of course, they do the international stuff as well. So that's always good. But it's funny because um, the first fight where I really became aware of David Lemieux was I saw a, a, a poster for him. It was like a Jaws kind of vibe. And I mm-hmm. later found out that Jason designed that. And I just saw that poster. and I thought it was so cool. Then finding out <laughs> it was later, this guy I've been talking to, that's actually him that designed it. He does a good job. Man, Jason is so talented. I looked at his designs. Like I went to his website, undisputed.com, um, I think. that's the. I, I might be wrong there, but Jason Tufexis of undisputeddesign.com. Uh, I think that's the website. Check it out. He has all the portfolio of his posters. And uh, they're all so professional. They're like the movie posters, you know? Best posters in the game. And I, I feel like uh, through time, boxing is kind of lost that you know a, a long time ago check, check out the doggy behind you <laughs> never know who might show up as a guest i know man we have a puppy right here he's uh he's our neighbor puppy looking at us love it but yeah the designs man yeah you know boxing used to have those iconic posters and i feel like over time it's kind of lost that so it's nice to see someone who's who's doing that and yeah and he's he's doing it as an as in like a new wave of things sometimes you see the poster so lazily done you know like it's just you can see that the guy's pictures were just cropped and put in some weird background he actually merges the background with the actual guy's pictures and he requests like a high quality products beforehand with the promoters and all of that so i mean if if you guys didn't check out my podcast with jason tufexis uh check it out and you will hear all of how he started his story how he was involved in boxing and still is uh it's a great story so definitely check out my podcast with jason tufexis guys yeah man what do you think of uh, Jones and Tyson? What's your... Uh... Well, um, I don't know. I, was, I, try, I sort of, like, first of all, I'm excited. I think this, the fight is great. It's compelling. <laughs> yeah, like, I think a lot of people are saying, like, I, I'm predicting that it's going to make 3 million bites.